Hey, happy Easter. It's a great day here in Kerrville, Texas. The sun is shining and man, we are just happy to be coming to you and bringing the word. I got, I got a couple of really good thoughts today. Um, you know, everybody on planet Earth is looking for God. Whether they know it or not, they are truly looking for God. And, you know, this Easter season, people are looking for God uh, a whole lot more. And, you know, to find God, you've got to know God. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. I mean, that's just, a, that's just the absolute truth, that God is love. To, to understand him, you have to understand him from that perspective. He doesn't just demonstrate acts of love. It's his nature. It's who he is. He can't do anything outside of the love, uh, of love itself. Uh, and, and so a lot of times we think of love as one thing when really love is something else because God is love. So every time you see the word God, you have to think of love. Do you believe in God? Uh, do you believe in love? Because God is love. So today I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing a couple thoughts at you concerning knowing God as, the, as, as love, as truly being love itself. Um, to love is to sacrifice and to give up something of yourself. Um, people have not been taught that. And, and so if people haven't been taught that, they don't think that way, and they've not been taught to not live their lives to protect themselves, that God has their back, God has them covered. Uh, to, to do that um, is something that's very difficult, but it's doable because Jesus did that, because God the Father did that. In John three sixteen, a popular scripture that we all know, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved you and I that he gave. That's the process. That's what we have to learn. And, and, and that's what I'm, I, I wanna continue to talk about today in light of what this day is and what it represents and all that Jesus has done for us. Jesus made a decision in the night that he was betrayed. He made a decision to not choose himself, but to choose us. And I want to look at that a little bit deeper, a little bit farther. In um, Matthew chapter 26, uh, starting with the 36th verse, I want to just read part of this passage here. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying this to the Father. He said, O oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Here, you know, today... In the statement that I made earlier that everybody is looking for God, God, who, is the, who, who everybody is actually looking for, he gave his best. Um, and, and, and not what was easiest for him or was what was most convenient for him to give your only son. It wasn't what was easiest for him. 
it was what was best for us. I'm going to say that again. When God gave His Son, His only Son, it wasn't what was easiest for Him, it was what was best for us. And, and, and I believe that's a strong point that we've got to grab a hold of. Um, when I really believe that, and I, and I walk that out on a day-to-day basis, demonstrating that love, um, that love would do the best, not just for me, but for others, when I really believe that, and I begin to walk that out and demonstrate that, then now I'm there as an example for other people's lives. Because without us, other people will never believe. Without us embracing that truth and that understanding, others will not believe. I can just say, when I say us, I'll just talk about myself. If I don't do that, other people won't believe. Because no one's going to truly understand how much God loved them until they see it demonstrated in someone else. That's, that's part of my point today. Three times Jesus asked the same question. He asked the same question, not just once, but three times he asked the same question. Why do you think? Well, because laying your life down for someone else and actually laying your life down for somebody that, for people that were actually against you or did things that were wrong, and you're laying your life down for them to be free and liberated in their life is a very difficult thing. That's why he asked it three times, or one of the reasons that he asked it three times, because it was very difficult, very difficult to do. In our lives, we have to understand, if if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But yet, God wants everybody to be doing it, but the only way they're going to do it is to see it working in us, where we choose other people instead of always choosing ourselves. That's what the Father did, and then that's what Jesus did in the garden. Jesus was following the example of his Father. Man, what, what, what a great story. Well, um, there's nothing more difficult than laying our lives down for others. And there's a point, there's a good passage of Scripture here that I want to read in Matthew chapter 5 that really demonstrates that. And this is in the Message Translation, and it says this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? That's a question, and the answer is absolutely not. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. When I open up to other people, when I lay down my life for other people, when I love other people, when I learn to do that and I learn to practice it, they're going to open up to God. That's what it says here. This generous Father who is in heaven is the God that, that, that we're talking about. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. If you, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your youthfulness, your usefulness, and will end up in the garbage. That's in the message translation, but it drives the point home. God wants us to be people that are in a position 
to help others. Because I tell you what, there's two things that people are looking for from God, and they're looking for it from people. People are looking to be accepted, number one. And they're looking to feel important. You know, we live in a society, actually in a social media society, where people are intimidated all the time by other people. Other people post things and say things and do things, and it's like, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not enough or whatever. And, and so often, people don't feel like that they're accepted and they don't feel worthy and they, they, they don't feel like that they're important by other people. And so a lot of times people build up these walls and these judgments against others and, and, and they have an attitude. And I'm telling you today, there's a devil out there that's working hard to convince people that they're not good enough and that they're not uh, they're not doing enough to be accepted by others or even accepted by God. And, and you and I have that responsibility to embrace His nature, God's nature, so that other people can see how good God is and how much God truly loves them. God put us here on this planet to actually demonstrate this passage that I'm going to read to you. Um, it, it's, it's a powerful passage. I've always loved this. And, and yet, I, I really like the wording of it and how it relates to what I'm saying today. I like the wording of it in the message translation. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 19. Even though I'm free of the demands, this is the Apostle Paul saying this. He said, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious people, Non-religious people, meticulous moralists, loose-living moralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. That kind of covers everybody. He said, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. That's the purpose. I did all this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. All of my born-again life, I've been in on this thing, not just talking about it and telling people that there's a way to do it, but not being a part of it. And, you know, what Jesus said here, there's a really strong point. He said, he said, um, I didn't take on their way of life. He said, I, I, Paul said this, I kept my bearings in Christ. And you know, people, like I've said over and over again in this message, people are looking for God. If the God of the Bible is in you, then I'm telling you today that people are looking for you. They may not know it, and they may be looking for God in all the wrong places, you know, you know, the looking for love in all the wrong places because God is love. And, and, and that, that can happen. But it doesn't have to happen if we know God and we understand the love that God is and how to demonstrate that and how to lay our lives down for other people the way that Jesus did and the way that God so loved us that he gave the best of heaven. Those examples that we have to follow is where we keep our lives, you know, in perspective. Um, Jesus empowered us to live this type of a life. And, I, and I'll just say this. If people don't like you, 
If they don't like you because you're selfish and all you think about is yourself, they're not going to like your God. If you serve the God of the Bible, because that's, that's the God we're talking about today, if you serve the God of the Bible, if you're born again, but, but yet you're not walking in the love of God, you're not learning how to lay your life down for others, people aren't going to like you. And if they don't like you, they're not going to like your God. And I like this statement. And, 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 and I'll say it to you, and I want you to remember this. <clears throat> we don't necessarily have to be like other people. And in a lot of cases, you don't want to be like other people. But we don't, we don't have to be like them, but we have to like them in spite of themselves. There's a powerful truth there. You know, we don't, you don't have to conform to other people, but you have to like other people. That, that's what Jesus did. When he was on the earth, man, he spent time with all kinds of people. And, and the religious people of the day, man, they criticized him. They came against him. How can you hang out with this person, that person, or whatever? But what Jesus didn't do is because he understood who God was, his father was, he didn't allow other people's lives to contaminate him. He allowed the goodness in him to affect and deliver and set other people free. Man, that's the message of Easter. <laughs> Jesus died for you and I. He didn't think about himself. He thought about you and I. He laid his life down for us to empower us to live our lives, to lay our lives down for other people. Man, what an absolute truth that is powerful and life-changing. So without us doing our part, people aren't going to pursue God, not, not, not truly pursue God if we don't do our part. They're not gonna just go most people, some people will, few people will, but most people won't if they don't see God working in other people. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I got saved, I got born again, and, and what I saw was God in someone else. I saw God in some other people, and I wanted what they had. And when I gave my heart to God, when I gave my life to God, and I got born again, from that day on, I realized, began to realize over time that God had empowered me to do the same thing that the other people had done for me. And, and listen, if we don't do our part, people won't pursue God. They're not going to go after Jesus. <clears throat> and, and remember this thought. There's no other God on the planet that ever lived and died and rose again, and he's still alive. Well, you, you might say, yeah, but I don't know if that's for real and that's true. Yeah, it's true. And, and I'm telling you today, that's, what, that's where my faith and my belief is in. I don't have some kind of proof that I can show you that the God of the Bible is real. I believe it by faith. And that's what we have to do. But if I don't develop my life and I don't get better at it, at laying my life down for others and not just thinking about myself, then, then what, what, how are other people going to pursue and find God? They're not. The Apostle Paul said this in 2 Timothy 1.12. This is my last verse of this part of my message for this reason i also suffer these things nevertheless i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed in he said i know whom i have believed in he didn't just say i know about him he said i know in whom i believe there are many people that today that know about jesus but i'm telling you today i know him i know many many people and there are millions of people on planet earth that believe in Jesus. They don't just know about him, they believe in him. 
We have to be people that believe in him and pursue him so that other people will follow our lead and they'll pursue him the same way.